a lot of people will hire someone similar to themselves. So they're like, wow, this person is just like me and they have the same strengths as me. And they're, but is that who you need on your team? You know, like that, that may not be the best fit. Maybe you need someone completely opposite, you know? So we gravitate toward, you know, people like us, right? Because we like them, but that may not be the best fit. Something to think about. Right, right. If anybody who read Gretchen Rubin's book, Four Tendency, I mm. like, it's breaking down so simple that, yeah, personality can be all these vast majority of things, right? If you take the 16 personality quiz or a uh, Meyer, whatever. But actually down to the core, there are four different major types. So can you learn each other's type and learn their tendency so you're not butthead with each other? Mm-hmm. And if we're too similar, we also don't see what the gaps are. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. This is Sabrina. Welcome to another episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. And today we have another exciting guest with us is Miss Barbara Kazan. And she is the founder of Barbara Kazan Speaking and Consulting. Barbara is an internationally recognized speaker and trainer who has delivered over 1,700 presentations on 75,000 people in 12 countries on customer service. And (laughs) I always think that we're a provider. We can be a business owner. We can be really any role that we are in our practice in medicine, health. But how are we treating our patients? We're not just this authority of diagnose your symptoms and here, go do it, right? We perform surgery. we, We give you the different option. But we're in the service industry. So what does that mean? People have the option of picking us or someone down the street. And the differences in how we make ourselves stand out, not only our special niche, the way that we treat people, but it's how they feel as the customer. And so that's why Barbara is here. So she is known for her high energy, high impact delivery, her wits, and her ability to really just tackle these real issues in her audience. So back in 2019, Barbara was chosen to be the top customer service consultant of the year by the (laughs) International Association of Top Professionals. And same year, she was also awarded the CSP, Certified 
speaking professional from the National Speakers Association, and she is one of the three women in the world to have achieved both of the destinations as well as the Toastmaster credit speaker. Which is exciting. I'm also in Toastmaster. It's fun to be in the speaking world to really bring out your message. So thank you, thank you so much, Barbara, for being here with us. I am super excited, Sabrina. Thank you for having me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I would love it for you to share with our listeners, our providers, in a sense of how did you get here? How did it become speaking and specifically on customer service, something you really devoted yourself into? Okay. Do you want the long version or the short version? Just kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a long journey, but a fast one. So I'll make this quick. So out of college, I actually have a bachelor's degree in chemistry. So for 10 years, I worked as a chemist until I realized I don't like it. So I quit like with having no future job prospects. I don't really recommend that. But I was at the point, here's where I was. I was good at my job, but I didn't like it. And you know, it's hard to get motivated if you don't like what you do for a living. So I quit, no job. So then eight months later, I joined on with a seminar company, you know, like one of those public seminar companies. So for 10 years, I traveled all over the world teaching all sorts of seminars until I realized I don't like that either. So about seven years ago, went out on my own, started my own company. I hired a speaking coach because I wanted to teach attitude. I really think that attitude in life is so important. So I hired a speaking coach. I'm very big into coaching. And he said, companies don't buy attitude. What they buy is customer service, leadership, and communication. Pick one. So I chose customer service because customer service is attitude, but I'm obsessed with customer service. Everywhere I go, I see it. I mean, I travel a lot. My mom has been in and out of the hospital my entire life. So healthcare is where I was drawn and customer service and together, that's where we are. Yay. Yeah, exactly. Is how, where do you drawn to, right? Like a lot of, of us are thinking about the career path that we pick is that does it align with what we wanted, our future, right? And then I also say, does it align with the lifestyle you wanted? And does it align with something you wanted to grow, right? And then I'm so excited for you. It's like, well, I kind of just learned a bunch of stuff. And then this is what <laughs> I drawn to. So how come this is the particular way that you feel like one of the most important factor into our growth success as a practitioner and also a business owner per se to deliver care for our community? Oh, I'm so passionate about the patient experience because I think it's one of the easiest things to deliver. I mean, like what you said, there's a lot of competition for healthcare. And nowadays with all these vaccination sites, people are being introduced to all sorts of different competitors. You know, where are they going? Walgreens, CVS. A friend of mine went down to a tent in a parking lot south of me and learned about a new healthcare organization. Is it Albert? So people have lots of choices. And what's interesting, they're being treated very well at these vaccination sites. Like they'll come out and be like, wow, I feel so special. So to deliver that extraordinary experience, it doesn't take a lot of time. What it takes is presence, is presence with each patient, each moment to create that memorable experience, just like you stated. 
why I like it is that it's not about time. It doesn't take a lot of money. doesn't take a lot of time to create that positive, memorable experience. Yes. It's very personalized in a way. And Mm -hmm. we talk even personalized medicine and people start talking in genomics, right? Cell, individual, like sequencing, gene expression. But we don't have to even go down to that much science, but just on the personal people to people level, as you make them feel good, appreciated, valued, right? Then being heard, seen, And then, of course, they wanted to come back to you because you're so important. You're almost a friend, a very true supporter, and not just, well, I have to go to my doctors to get this prescription. Oh, what else are they going to tell me, right? Right. Especially a lot of people, I feel like the younger, uh, the 20s, 30s, and even maybe some 40s, we feel like, oh, our body is pretty healthy. I don't need a primary care event. Why do I need to see someone? I'll just see someone for a specialty if I need something. And that is not what we're always trying to do is prevention, right? Prevention in medicine, we know it's less costly and better result. And that means how can you preventatively carry out best service, the best customer experience for your people. So they continue to come back to you and not feeling like this is a one-time deal. I even remember one of my primary care doctor, he's in a convenient location. I like him a lot, but I never went back because his front desk and billing people are just difficult to work with. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. And, And it amazes me how the front desk folks or the people that answer the phone are usually the least paid, least trained, yet they're the first impression and they set the tone for every other interaction. So it always amazes me how we're, I don't think we're, a lot of practices pick the right people for those spots. I mean, like that person needs to like people. They need to have be upbeat. They need to be friendly you know, and I think that some of the people we pick are very efficient. They're fast and efficient, but I don't think they like people, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like you're so right. Like even with my double win system in healthcare, right? How can you spend less time and achieve more to really truly enjoy the fruit of your labor in your professional world and your personal world? One of the crucial steps in my system is creating irresistible influence. And that influence is not just saying we're a leader, we're a provider, we're a customer service representative. That influence means how do you attract the right people to you? And Mm -hmm. when you have them and not diminishing them and means sometimes you just have to say no to the wrong people, right? Mm -hmm. And the one of the thing I love to say is when you think about your circle of friends, if you don't feel inspired, then you don't have a circle, you have a cage. That's the same concept when we work with other people who are our office managers, who are our colleagues, who are our MAs, who are the people in the front desk greeting people at the door even, right? Check in. Who are these people that you feel like, oh, I see that person. I talked to them. I just naturally lit up. And Mm -hmm. those are the people that we should gel together. That's right. Right. You get one negative person and it impacts everybody. So like who, we need to be really picky about who's on our team. Exactly. So Barbara, do you have some suggestions on how do we hire these right people or how do we come across them? What do we need to really pick out? I think it's 
it's hard nowadays because I've been fooled. Have you ever been fooled? They these people interview well and they they seem to be great, and then after about a month, they are completely different. So I think it's first of all being very clear with your culture. What is your practice's values? Like what what do you represent? And then I would have other team members interview them. I would have everybody interview this person, you know, especially the ones that need to work with them because they'll see things you don't. But then I would still have a 90-day policy. If you don't exceed or meet these expectations by 90 days, you're out of here. And that's like their choice, right? Set the clear expectations up front. Oh, boy. But then the leaders, the physicians and the office managers need to demonstrate, right? They need to treat them well and demonstrate what they want them to do. Exactly. And that's the part we say, let's not diminishing that talent, right? Highlight that. And if you don't even know how you could potentially, there's six different types of diminisher. If you don't even know what you're doing, then of course you are not going to appreciate your team the way that they deserve to be appreciated. And then they are not going to step up to be their best either. And to say that we have to be cautious about when we need to hire, right? Have these policy in place just so we have some mm-hmm. meat in the game, right? That's like correct. we can be even more self-efficient, motivated, and be able to be an innovator in our own individual as well. If we can't even see our colleagues doing that, how can we really expect everybody else or even ourselves to show up strongly? So That's I right. totally agree with you on that. Everybody in the team, especially those who are going to work with the new hire, need to be on that conversation of interview. Mm -hmm. It's not to be intimidating. It just simply can our personality match so we can Mm -hmm. work easily together and not hire based on how many CVs certification you have. Right. And another thing that's interesting, what I've noticed, a lot of people will hire someone similar to themselves. So they're like, wow, this person is just like me and they have the same strengths as me. And they're, but is that who you need on your team? You know, like that, that may not be the best fit. Maybe you need someone completely opposite, you know? So we gravitate toward, you know, people like us, right? Cause we like them, but that may not be the best fit. Something to think about. Right, right. If anybody who read Gretchen Rubin's book, Four Tendency, I, mm. I, it's breaking down so simple that, yeah, personality can be all these vast majority of things, right? If you take the 16 personality quiz or uh, Bryce Meyer, whatever. But actually down to the core, there are four different major types. So can you learn each other's type and learn their tendency so you're not butthead with each other? Mm-hmm. And if we're too similar, we also don't see what the gaps on other people are seeing. That's right. Yeah. And then like troubleshooting. I mean, like if you're too similar, you're you're narrow minded. So you need someone that can help you think, oh, look, this is what we need to change. This is where we can improve. But if you're too similar, you won't see it. Right. And then be okay when people are speaking up and that has nothing. You didn't even thought about it, but at least remember this, people are always right 10% of the time. So you you can be more exploratory when people are bringing you new ideas on how to remodel, how to change. So that's why even for anybody out there who come to me, oh, they wanted to open up their own practice where they just wanted to make a lateral move into consultant or a completely different field in medicine. Like that's awesome. But 
think about when you become your own boss or when you're trying to search for the next career. Let's not search for exact description on what you want to do, but search for the dream boss that you want to have. And that also means if you're creating your own practice, you need to become that ideal boss you、mm-hmm. want to have for everybody else around you. Absolutely, it all starts at the top, <laughs> right?、Yeah. The impact is major. It's any、yeah. small thing that you do; it can have a ripple effect. So, knowing、yeah. if something doesn't happen, even as a practitioner now. When we are constantly saying yes to the task, to the things that don't align with who we are as a person, how we want to deliver value to our team, to our patients, then that's on you. It's、mm-hmm. not on everybody else. If we can't even own up to our decisions, to our actions, then you can't stop that ripple. It's you create it. You drop the stone in the pond. Right. Absolutely. Even like here's an example. This one medical assistant said that when the providers would walk in, they would never say hello. They would just walk in and like what? I mean, something simple like that. Then they get mad at them for not greeting patients or something. Like, well,、hmm, we're demonstrating what we want people to do, right? Exactly. That's just so silly. I know. If you don't even care about your own team to say hello. Right. Then, how are you expect your team to treat all these strangers <laughs> as walking to your door? Right. That's right. <laughs> so, anything、mm-hmm. else that you feel like is very crucial, important when you come to delivering the best practice, having the well-oiled customer service experience? Well, with all practices, it's having the stru- you kind of mentioned it, the structure around it. Like, it's great to hire all the great people, but do you have customer service protocols? Is there consistency in how you answer the phone? Like, does everyone wear a name badge? Do we get the patient's preferred name, and does everyone use that name, or do we call the patient whatever we want? So, if you have structure around it, everyone knows how to behave, and then you can hold people accountable. So that's just kind of a tool to help you, you know, let go and trust people will do what you ask. But you got to have the structure around it, right? That structure also means it's easier when you hire a new person、That's、to、right. train them. So、That's、you、right. have consistency. Even if someone leaves, you don't feel bad that oh, I just have this big gap. You can easily replace someone、mm-hmm. to fill that gap. Now you have a specific training system. That's correct. Right, and、yeah. having the right people is hard. Just like、mm-hmm. what Barbara is saying, right? Like you're saying, it's difficult sometimes. Like who's gonna come into your door? Like if the person is just acting on the best behavior, but then the truth come out. And、mm-hmm. one of my client, I just spoke to him this morning. He runs a huge chiropractic, twenty different providers under him. And guess what? One biller walked out after five years. He felt detrimental.、Um, how can、uh... we even change that? Right. right, like we can、right. change it into a even a gift for us. Maybe、mm-hmm. that person left not because what you haven't delivered for your team, for you people. Maybe it's just the right time for them to leave before they slow down your own momentum. Right. right. That's why we mention like it's okay when people、right. are not supposed to be in your circle. Let them go. Right. Right. Yeah. I would. My question is: It was that person. Good. Like, was that a star player that you lost, or was it eh, okay? And then I would interview them. 
if, especially if you have a relationship with them, go, Hey, you know, I understand you're moving on. Could I ask you a couple questions on why you moved on? You know, was it me? Was it culture? You know, cause if you don't know, you can't do anything about it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because then we are creating new stories in our own head. That's right. Yeah. We that. make it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then become avoiding. Oh, if they left. Okay, fine. I'll just replace them. That mentality yeah. without learning the true right. meaning behind it. Then you're always right. going to question. That's right. Yeah. You can't improve or maybe there's nothing to improve. Like you said, you know? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And sometimes it just, it's the in right moment. If right. you let that person go, that also means you allow yourself to open up opportunity for the right things and right people to come to you. Right. One more thing too, Sabrina, what I always encourage my leaders in particular is to have meeting, have one-on-one meetings with their staff members regularly, maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter, because this shouldn't be a surprise. You know, if you have one-on-one meetings and you have established a relationship with them, they'll let you know, you know, either they're unhappy or, you know what, I I have this job offer coming up because you have a relationship with them. So I I don't want it to be a surprise where they come in one day and say, that's it, I quit. Because that means you don't, that they don't feel open enough to talk to you. you Exactly. And even you feel like you have created a culture in your practice that everyone has each other's back. And mm-hmm. it still need to be assessed periodically on checking in and right. having that one-on-one people feel more appreciated. Oh, you actually right. care about what I wanted. And doesn't That's matter right. if you're the practice owner or you just have a manager, even touch base. That's right. Absolutely. Thank you for chatting with us on this topic. So something I always ask our speakers is that we all wanted to be more aware of ourselves because self-determination theory in psychology tells us if we know our intrinsic value, where we are, then we become more persistent, resilient, and then perform at a higher level. So I ask our speaker to take this three-minute quick whole life assessment. So Barbara, how did you feel when you took it? And then what did you thought about when you saw your result? It was good. It was kind of made me think about all aspects of my life. And then how did I feel when I heard the results? Yeah, it kind of confirmed what I was thinking. So, uh, and it put it kind of in a black and white scenario for me. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Awesome. Anything you would change at this point? Everything. No, um, No, it's you no. Know, it encouraged me that I'm doing right, you know, in some areas. But now I know I kind of know now where I need to focus a little bit more. So it's it's kind of helped me with focus. Awesome. So I know a lot of people are gonna wanted to talk to you on optimizing their own practice as a clinician or their own private practice, right? As a whole. So how can people get in touch with you to ask you questions or potentially work with you? Well, that's super easy. So you, they can go to my website, which is my name, which I'm sure you will spell for them, barbarakazam.com. Email is very simple, barbara at barbarakazam.com or Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm all over the place. Yay. We will have <laughs> all of that in our show notes and tag you everywhere so we can be right. omnipresent. 
Thanks everyone for listening in, chatting, hearing us about this topic. And I know that you have taken away a lot from it. So we would love to hear from you what you thought about it. So please leave us a comment on iTunes. And if you wanted to really connect with us, feel free to reach out. For those of you who also wanted to see how are you performing, reduce your chaos, feel free to go to sabrinarombach.com forward slash blueprint. See if I can create that blueprint for you. I have a little gift on there as a three minute segment from Fox News where I discuss some of the textful, easy steps for you. So until next week, bye everyone. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.